0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Owen, sitting down with my wonderful co-host, Robert Chapa, to to talk to you about your 2023 plan for your business.
1: What's up, Cody? Guys, I probably sound a lot better. I'm hooked up with a nice mic. We're doing this. We're going to 2023 solid.
0: Yeah, we needed it to get Robert off of the inline mic on his headphones. (laughs) But uh, we figured some podcast was better than no podcast. So we got started and then we got the mic out there as soon as we could.
1: Absolutely, man. Let's freaking uh, jump into this, bro. So let's start off with the first question. Why do we need a plan, business plan for 2023?
0: Yeah, I mean, you need a business plan because the same reason that you need to know what you're going to do when you go into the gym, you know, you get there and you decide like I'm going to warm up on the treadmill and then I'm going to do this. Like if you don't have a plan for your reps and your weights, you're going to end up kind of wandering around aimlessly and not ever accomplish your goals. You might do better than if you had stayed in and ate some potato chips, but it is not as beneficial to you as having a real plan with attainable goals. So that's why we think that you should develop a kind of month-by-month plan for the year.
1: So we're talking month-by-month here. What are the basic keys that our business plan should include?
0: What I would start with is telling you that, like usually what you want is like a big revenue number for the year. And I talk about this a little bit in our YouTube video this week. But then, kind of the more specific thing here on the podcast is that if you take that, you know, you want to be at, let's say, 1.2 million in revenue, that means that you need to bring in 100,000 a month on average to hit that 12 month target. So, if you divide it up by each month, we need to generate 100K in revenue, you know that. And obviously, like I know that the lawn care and landscaping industries are seasonal. So then you're able to look at past years and sort of the chart of revenue and figure out what that what those percentages really need to look at. Obviously, your March, April, May numbers are going to be significantly higher than your December, January numbers. So you can divvy that up, but it gives you a rough idea of what you need each month to hit your goal. So your business plan should include that big revenue number, your monthly average that you need to hit. Like less hard numbers and more just ideas that need to be in there are like, what's your marketing plan? What channels worked really well for you last year? And and which ones are you going to double down on this year? Is there anything new that you're going to try? I talk a little bit in our YouTube video about how to decide what services to keep on year over year and how to consider like, maybe we should cut this one. And then like what clients you should cut. Like part of this plan should include like, what is our our goal for like net profit per client, and and are these clients hitting that target? And if they're not, how can we get them there, or can we get them out the door?
1: Even from last week's episode with Jacob Godar, he talks a lot about is it worth keeping them around if they're not bringing you what your new clients are bringing you. So check out that episode as well, because Jacob, if you guys know Scooters Lawn Care. They're really rocking in Illinois and Florida. They're killing it, and he drops a lot of knowledge on that episode as well.
0: If you skipped our first guest, go back and listen to that. <laughs> um, but we need to talk about what what numbers from last year you need to know to form a plan for twenty twenty three. So the big things are your like overall revenue. I think you you know that your profit overall. So like all expenses taken out. What do, what do we got? Your net new clients. So that would be like all of the clients you had in place at the end of the, so this is 2022. So at the end of the 2021 season, how many clients did you have in place? And then what was your peak this season? And the difference between those would be your like net new clients. We want to know that so that we can know, did we actually grow or did we churn a bunch of old clients and actually end up at a net negative? Now, that said, if you have fewer clients, but revenue and profit increased, high five and go find more of those people. And then finally, we talk about this in the YouTube video, figure out which of your services are the most profitable and make sure that those are the ones you're leaning into hard. And you really want to make sure that you are not misleading yourself in this step. So the thing that you think is most profitable, let's go and confirm that it actually is so that you are directing your marketing dollars and your upsell efforts and all of those things to your most profitable services.
1: Figuring out what makes the most profit, we're giving Paul Jamison a plug for his Know Your Numbers course. That'll help you really figure out, okay, how much does everything costing me? What's my material cost? And then, so you have a super solid grasp of what you can be pushing and also what you need to start looking or get ready to put your marketing dollars towards that service.
0: Yes, that definitely will help you figure things out. Our next question here is figuring out how to set a realistic revenue goal for your business. And what I would tell you is that no goal is unrealistic as long as you have a plan for getting there and the plan is not like win the Powerball. Keep in mind that whatever revenue you're you're at that you like grew by this year over 2021, you probably saw a similar increase in your marketing budget. These things are tied together. It's either that or you put a, just a colossal number of hours into direct selling. Those things scale together your marketing budget, and then your, or a sales members like time dedicated to getting people in the door is going to be tied to that revenue increase. But what we want to do is if you want to grow by 20% or 30% year over year, you need to increase that whatever's allocated to marketing and sales by that 20 to 30%. And I talk about this in our YouTube video too. So hopefully you're hearing this for a second time, but that is the way that you set that realistic revenue goal. If you cannot bring yourself to spend an extra 30% on marketing and sales, then you should not be setting your goal for the overall growth of the business to 30%, right? So let that be your limiting factors. Like what am I willing to set the marketing budget at? okay, that is directly tied to our revenue goal for the year.
1: When you first started talking about uh, setting a revenue goal, you mentioned like a lot of it's just the mindset, whatever you think. And I'm kind of throwing this question at you, Cody. This is not something you prepped for, but do you have any type of like books or audiobook or somebody that or something that you would recommend to kind of get you in that headspace? I'm throwing this at you.
0: You know, I hate to be the guy who like, cites the book they read most recently uh in multiple of our videos <laughs> but uh or multiple podcasts but I just read Disney War. And a thing that I think is really interesting is sort of seeing that even at the you know like conglomerate level that Disney's operating at, they're setting these massive goals for like we want a 20% year over year increase in revenue. And then all of the levers that the, they're trying to pull all the levers to get there. And it, it ends up being like, it works for a few years. And then you see like kind of the short sightedness of pulling these levers to just increase revenue while not keeping track of profitability. So they're spending more and more to increase the revenue every year. And so the margin is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So I think like that could be an interesting, if you're a little more interested in reading something that's like closer to narrative than just a straight business book, if you need a break from just like straight mainlining of information. As far as like general goals, we'll add a few things to the show notes here. I'm not thinking of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure that the moment we're not recording, I will have two or three books to recommend.
1: You had never mentioned Disney Wars. I'm just letting you know that. So this is new for everybody listening.
0: Oh, awesome. It might've been uh, one of our videos I recorded the other day and then went to play it back and didn't have any audio. So it might've (laughs) been in that.
1: I appreciate you answering that, Cody. I just kind of hit you with a little, you know, I figured, hey, let me set you up for this because I know you're always reading.
0: A thing I would recommend people search out, I don't know that we'll have a specific video to point you to, but my old friend, uh, Mike Callahan from Simple Growth, He is the guy that taught me, it's going to be kind of cliche, but he taught me the like big, hairy, audacious goal initialism. It like, I think it's a really helpful way to think about things. And I know that if you look up any of his content around, uh, your like plan for the year, he will talk about that. And the big thing is just to take this big goal and break it down into the smallest possible, like actionable steps. And then, you know, like, okay, we're like making progress toward this goal And even if you don't hit it, you'll be moving in the right direction and it'll be like a measurable movement in that direction.
1: And so with these big goals, Cody, since we can set these smaller ones inside of it, we want to grow our businesses. So what are some smaller goals that are going to add up to this big impact? I'll tee you up here with, okay, increasing the number of employees you have on your team.
0: That's a thing to keep in mind as you're setting goals, like in addition to that marketing budget that I was talking about, if you have a plan of like, we want to add 70 to 100 maintenance clients this year, you need to know how many people you need to bring on board so that if you hit that goal, you have the employees to do the work, right? So you can set these goals also by if you know every week your guys are working You know, 10 to 20 hours of overtime, and they're dying because of that. You know, they may really like the money, but they're going to burn out. You might know that, like, hey, I need to get two or three people on board to alleviate that. Other big way to work toward your goal is to get yourself out of the field. And that might be, depending on where you're at in the business, that might be your big goal for the year is to get yourself out of the field. And that's going to go hand in hand with hiring new employees and finding people you can trust but it's also going to give you so much more time to work on the business if you are not out pushing a mower every day. The other thing is, uh, you know, finding things that you do currently that you could outsource in an affordable way and get the same or better results out of them. My old boss used to talk about this idea of the guys in the field, you know, this number is a ballpark and don't set anything by it. But let's say that you're selling man hours at you know, $80 a man hour, $100 a man hour, the guys in the field are doing $100 an hour work. And you need to be back in the business working on two to $500 an hour work or $1,000 an hour work. So when you get dragged away to handle a fire that is $100 an hour work, that's costing the business uh, opportunities that are in the neighborhood of, you know, $200 to $1,000 an hour. So keep that in mind. And try to get those fires handed off to someone who's responsible in the business that you can trust to do it, but is not pulling you away from the important high-level things that you should be doing.
1: To reference an older video we did also with Jacob Godar was, was we'll we'll put in the description. It was talking about marketing and how he had mentioned ramping up his office staff almost before he even needed to do that. So then you're like, you're just ready. When spring comes, they're already trained. They're ready to go. So you're just, you can start selling, getting calls in, and you're not trying to, which we see this a lot, scrambling and sometimes turning down work because you don't have the employees to cover it.
0: I mean, I've talked to clients of ours who have to pause uh, working with us because they don't have the staff to keep up with the, the leads and new clients coming in the door. And that's always terrible when you've got like, you know, we're pulling this lever, it's working. And this other lever is holding things up. So it's really about like finding ways that you can dedicate yourself to the big problems of the uh, green industry, which are always going to be hiring new employees and then getting your marketing on point. Those things are going to live in tension with each other because the moment one is working and pulling things uh, in the right direction, the other is going to become your bottleneck.
1: We've talked about it a little bit, but what are some concrete, realistic ways that we can make sure to hit our goals for 2023?
0: So the the big thing that you can do is break them down, like I was saying, into those smaller actionable components and then pursue those. So let's say that you know that you need to hire you know, five new guys going into the spring. Some concrete steps to that could be Updating all of your stuff on Indeed to have photos and rewriting your company description, rewriting your job descriptions to be like very sales focused. Like this is why you should work here so that you're competitive. And then figuring out like, can we raise wages enough to get people in the door? Break that down into those smaller steps and get after it. Marketing wise, I mean, honestly, a really concrete step could be reaching out to us about the the spring and figuring out your plan and seeing like, does onboarding a marketing agency make sense for my goals this year? So, and I think that in most lawn care and landscaping businesses, it does make sense to get that off the owner's plate and into the hands of, uh, you know, a pair of professionals over here, like me and Robert.
1: On all fronts. I mean, including hiring. Cause we always, man, we rewrite these hiring ads. Cause you go on indeed as an, as somebody looking for a job And you probably haven't been in these shoes in a while because you're running a business. But, you know, these people going on Indeed, all these job descriptions look exactly the same. And it's almost like they're using these same exact templates. And so you're competing with every other long care company when you can be totally switching the perspective that you're giving these soon-to-be employees. And you can create that company culture and really pitch yourself as, hey, it's this is a place that you'll wanna work for. You can build your future here. I mean, that's just one. We're just talking about hiring. We do pay-per-click ads, Google ads, Facebook and Instagram, hitting your customers like on all sides, basically.
0: To to jump back to hiring, because I think that that is one where people may not realize that like they need to set goals around hiring in the new year. And Robert was hitting on culture there. And it's more than just selling yourself on indeed, or wherever you're posting your your job listings. It's about building a culture that retains employees. The green industry is hard work, and not not everybody is going to find out that they're cut out for it. Robert and I both had temporary stints in the in the hot sun before we realized that we uh, needed to be inside supporting the industry. Um, But there are a lot of things you can do in your business to make the guys that are cut out for it happier working for you than working for your competitor, right? And it is a competition. Every part of this, you're competing against the other people in your market. You're competing on price with what uh, homeowners are willing to pay. So just like think about the ways that you can make your company stand out. Hiring is just as much about marketing as selling directly to your customers.
1: That's the episode, Cody.
0: Yeah, I was going to wrap up there. I was going to tell everyone to grow at light speed.
1: There we go. Cody got it. Grow at light speed, guys.
0: Make sure to pop over to the uh, the YouTube channel and uh, check out the video for this week. Check out uh, what we had for uh, last week as well. It's all good stuff over there. Remember, our goal here is to kind of let you marinate your brain in these ideas throughout the week. And yeah, we'll see you next week.